Hi friend, welcome to the Money, Wine and Cheese Club podcast. I believe you are the secret sauce to live the life you want, and I'm here to help you achieve just that. I've struggled with money for a long time, having hit rock bottom in 2010. 12 years later, I've changed countries, paid my massive debt, quit my day job and live debt free. Along the way, I discovered myself and what I don't want in my life. I don't want to live with debt, big or small. I don't want to have a 9 to 5, no matter how great the benefits are. And I don't want to ever have my scarcity mindset show up. So, I've committed to this podcast as much for you as for me. I need the accountability to stay on track because it's really hard to stay in my lane when everyone is going the other way. If you want to learn how to better manage your money, have accountability or redesign your life, you are in the right place. Go over to moneywineandcheese.com and subscribe to the newsletter. It goes out once a week and it's a fun quick read of what's going on that week and where you can find everything. Credit cards are my archie enemies and I don't eat rice. But that's a whole new podcast. Hi and welcome, I'm Sarah and I want you to know that it's possible to create the life you want no matter your actual circumstances. I'm so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Hi, Natalie. Hello, how are you? Great, and you? Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Why would I not hop on with my favorite financial friend from France? Yay. So we've known each other for, what, a year? Um, And you've been my business coach and mentor, and you've been my friend. And also during this year, you have started your own podcast. No, this year that we know each other, of course. Uh, and it's called Mind Pulse. And it's available everywhere. Podcasts are available. And you've started coaching entrepreneurs just like me. Mm-hmm. I must say that I'm in awe that you have challenged yourself to, par- to put out a podcast episode every single day. And yeah. you are doing it I'm about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not easy. And I do want to hear all about it. But first, will you introduce yourself, please? Sure. Let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Natalie LaRoche. And like Sarah said, we met in a, a, a ginormous business cohort. So um serendipity right divine intervention there we have a a small group of people that we've really kind of got close with and connected with um and I want to say that came out of the coaching group that I had developed back then for us because there were like almost 900 people in the group and it was it was just overwhelming and you know um it was hard to build relationships so I noticed that a lot of people were talking about that, complaining about that, or, or saying that they needed a little bit more. So I just created a, a free coaching Facebook group for all of us to get together because community is so important, right? And we were all doing different things. I mean, we were nowhere near on the same you know page as far as all the different things that we were doing, but that's kind of what enticed me. Anyway, so fast forward. Um, out of that business cohort group, right? You've been doing some stuff with financial and your own podcast. And so we've, we've grown a lot in a year. And so I also have a podcast, as she said, Mind Pulse, which is um, more on mental health. I've been in the field for, oh geez, education, behavioral field for uh, 28 years since I've been born pretty much. Wow. <laughs> Only 28. Um, but that that podcast is just it's turned into like a little daily sort of diary journal of you know my thoughts or my feelings or you know whatever's going on and it's just to help people to just check your mind pulse like you know keep yourself in check before you go down that slippery slope of whatever it is depression anxiety things like that um other than that i i am on healme.heal.me slash desire to inspire to book coaching calls. You can get a 30 minute free consult there. Um, and you know, I got some other things in the work as always. I have another yeah. platform that I'm going to be teaching on, but we won't put that out there quite yet. Um, so yeah, we're moving and grooving, but you, Sarah, you, you know, we've been talking about this for the past year or so. 
our financial situations, right? Um, and how we can better them and we can begin to produce so we can provide <laughs> for our needs. So um, I think that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to kind of just collaborate and help people to understand that your behavior, which is my thing, right? Affects everything else, including your finances, which is your thing. So, you know, our exactly. goal is to just get together and to talk about how one thing leads to another and affects another. And if you combine the two and you figure out how to strategize and get them to work with each other instead of against each other, it's, it's going to be a lot uh, more beneficial. Oh, no doubt about that. And I really wanted to be to have you here on the podcast um, because I really want to talk to you about that, about mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I thought about who better to talk about it, well, you, because that's what you do. And um, what I is that? Listen... Talk and talk and talk? Or... <laughs> yes, <laughs> about mindset. No, <laughs> uh, you know your stuff. And um, I do listen to your podcast. And um, I'm, I'm fascinated by the mind. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I got. I mean, uh, sure, I, I, I know that when I, when I did get out of debt and uh, all that, really began to take traction. When I changed my mind, when I started really. Uh, taking notice of my behaviors and my thoughts and that changed completely the the story so let me see um this year i don't know about you because i've been listening to you and well i do know a little bit but i'll let you talk about it a friend of who's been listening to it said, wow, I know so much more about you now because I listen to it every day. And I was like, oh, is that good or bad? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I think it's good. But I've been struggling this year, mentally, uh, physically, in, in the sense that I'm tired. And I, that affects everything in my life when my mind is not right. So yeah, I wanted to start there. Small thing, small thing. Well, it's a small thing that is actually a huge thing because it overtakes and your 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 everything, your entire life, right? It's exactly. like Exactly. Um I mean when we were in that business cohort, right? It was great because there was just so much energy and motivation and connections and community, right? And so pay attention people cuz all these little things that I'm saying are all the little nuggets and all of the things that change your mindset, okay? And I am uh, also an NLP practitioner coach. Um NLP coach practitioner however you word it. Yeah, um, and really fine. all that means is that, you know, NLP stands for neuro linguistics programming. Woohoo. Big word. Really. All it means is that what you see, like what you intake and what you see, right. What you experience in your life and in your environment becomes, um, what you feel. And that's based on your values, right. And your, your experiences and, and what, you know, And then that becomes what you do. So what you see is what you think is what you feel is what you do. Okay. Pay attention to that because that's basically what we're going to be talking about because for you to change your finances, for you to change your mood, for you to change anything, it's, it's a matter of your behavior. And so you got to kind of work backwards and go, okay, well, what is the behavior? This is the behavior. Well, why am I acting like that? Well, because this triggered me or because right now I'm dealing with this difficulty and then you move it back to like, okay, but why am I feeling like this? Well, because whatever happens and then it goes back to, again, what triggered it? What did you experience? You know, what are you feeling and why? And, and it all goes back to your values. It goes back to what you were taught when you were a kid, right? When we're talking about money, Sarah, it's like money doesn't grow on trees. That's how I was brought up, right? Um, you know, you eat everything on your plate. Think about that. All that scarcity mentality makes you fat, broke, and miserable. (laughs) You got a point. (laughs) 
It's true. And um, I, I completely agree with you because growing up, uh, rich people were really bad people. That's what, arrogant, right? Yeah, Slightly. that's what broke people said anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were the haters. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, actually, it would be nice to be on the other side for once. It, it would. And, and to accomplish that, and this is, the, the, you know, this is one of my big toughest things is everything I've ever done was for free. All the coaching and all the, these, you know, helpful things that I did for people were for free. And all of the programs that I had, all of the places that I worked and the organizations um, and even my own business, I always worked with the low income population, the at risk, you know, youth and things like that. So there's always been this like guilt, I think, surrounding, you know, me making money, right? My, both my parents were poor, you know, and they, they actually, you know, for being poor and uneducated, they did well in providing because like they got a house and they both had cars and, you know, um, so there are, were other sides that I saw to it, but we always kind of reflect back on that negative and that, you know, those, those little things that were put in our minds. And so it's really, really hard to change that. And so Sarah actually just wrote a little um, money mindset book, right? Yeah. What, what are we calling that? <laughs> My letters to money. Yeah. But is it, it's like a, it's like a workbook. It's a, it's yeah. a journal. Yeah. It's, it's a journal. Yes. Yeah. And it's really simple. And uh, so go get yourself one. Yes. Letters please. To money. <laughs> it just, it just, it prompts you to, think about how you feel about money. Now this could be for anything, but we're talking yeah. about finances and money today, right? So it gets you to think of those things. Like what did my parents tell me when I was younger? How did I feel when I went to school and everyone else had like this nice new outfit on? And I, you know, I felt like I was like, oh, I got this hand-me-down from my cousin, mm-hmm. you know, and all those things, because it does, I mean, it sounds stupid, but if it affects you for the rest of your life, if you don't address it, right? Yes. And, and uh, I actually um, read or heard someone say today that it's, and, and I kind of made the comparison and you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong, probably wrong, but you'll, you'll tell us that, you know, like when you have like a trauma, when you suffer something like an accident or you have some kind of trauma, mm-hmm. um, each time you relieve it it's like you are getting traumatized all over again mm-hmm. it's so compare that to no you're absolutely a thousand percent right you're, you're totally on point so compare it to somebody who got bit by a dog when they were a child right yes so traumatic had to go like my brother literally from one side all the way down to the other side and up got ripped apart by a beagle i was little so it was like i was just watching it in slow motion like it was a movie i didn't even like move I got yelled at for not like yelling yes. at getting the parents, yeah. but it, it was, it was literally like, I've never seen anything like it. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, so, and, and funny, my brother wasn't afraid of dogs. Um, but somebody who goes through something like that right now, they have this, this fear of dogs. It doesn't matter what kind of dog, what, right. you know, brand now, what, um, <laughs> make <laughs> what big or mom? it doesn't matter what kind of dog it is doesn't matter yeah. if they're small or big yeah. doesn't matter if they're friendly or they're aggressive like you're just afraid because that's that's your trigger so back to what I was saying is what's the trigger the trigger is the dog you know and what happens when I see that dog literally I tense up I I get, you know maybe get the chills I start feeling like I want to cry whatever it is yeah. um trauma will do that and trauma comes in all different ways. It can be verbal exactly. trauma. It can be physical yes. trauma. It can be, um, I mean, mental trauma is honestly the worst because um, our brains retain that spot. Um, I just finished a five-day challenge and they talked a lot about, you know, the brain and, you know, just again, how we process things because everything that we do yeah. is because of what we think. Yeah. And it was interesting. He was talking about, you know, how they have the, the, the beta, the Delta, the whatever waves mm-hmm. that you can listen to. Yeah. I never understood what these were, like why these vibrational codes or whatever. Um, and he explained it saying that 
we are in different stages throughout our lives, right? We're in the theta, the beta, the alpha, the whatever. Okay. Um, and he actually put it with the timeline of um, like infant, toddler, you know, oh. young adults, yep. to adults to whatever. And it made so much sense to me because so many of us are so stuck again, back to what we're talking about, stuck in that mindset of scarcity, of not deserving money, of if I get money, then I'll be disgracing my parents maybe, or, you know, whatever. I, I know that's a lot of the things that I have kind of come across that I've noticed that this is why I feel like this. And I'm really trying to change it around because I forget who said this quote, but money will only make you more of who you what already you are, are, right? So if you're a dirt bag, well, then you're just going to be a bigger, better dirt bag. But if you're not, you know, if you're like me, you're a giver, you know, you're, you're always wanting to help people just think of who and how you can help. If you had money, like Oprah, you could open schools for, you know, kids in poverty. You can supply food to people who need to eat. You can do all these things. So it's really important to, to change and shift that. But I'm not going to lie, I've been doing this, like I said, my whole life. And it's tough. It's really hard. It's work. To leave it behind. Yeah. To, to change your mind. It's, it's, it's work. And I think the most difficult part is that we fight against it all the time. Right? Just like when they say the universe, right? Energy, God, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's there. And if you're open to that abundance, you'll get it. But we're always trying to supersede that by doing something that we think is more beneficial instead of just ah, and opening up to it, you know? And this so is the true. Thing. <laughs> so true. Okay. So let's go to a lighter topic. Mm-hmm. Morning routine. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I told you that I hired uh, an expensive behavior coach, right? Because that was going to motivate me, kick me in my ass and get me going, right? Mm. Because I put the money out there because they they say if you don't put a value to it, that you're not going to stick to it, right? Right. Trying to give myself grace with all of my circumstances, as you know, I had a lot going on since the end of last yes, year yes. with, um, you know, bereaving and death and um, j- just so much that I'm dealing with and not working and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to stay in a good space of it's okay. This too shall pass. And, you know, just do what you're doing, but exactly what I just said, don't overly fix your focus on the issue and the problem, because that's where you get screwed. Right. Forward think of like, oh, imagine my life when I'm out of this situation and how much better it's going to be. Right. So anyway, back to the that's my ramble rant back to the morning routine. Um, My coach realized, you know, who I am and how I am. I am a super ADHD -er people. Um, (laughs) I am all over the place. I am all or nothing. I can juggle a thousand balls, but throw one at me and it's probably going to nail me right in the head. <clears throat> so she, she noticed this and said, I'm going to send you something because you really need to do a morning routine. And she gave me, it was like an hour, you know? So she's like, if you get up at six, get up at five. I was like, <laughs> okay. You know, but if you get up an hour earlier, okay. If you can't, you know what, start small, do it a half an hour or 15 minutes and, and, and then work your way back in bigger increments. Right. But and maybe, oh, you know what? See, I love these aha moments when you're sitting here coaching or um, just having a conversation, right? So maybe that's my problem. I'm an all or nothing person. And so for me to get up that hour early when I don't sleep at night half the time, it's, it's just too much. But if I did, oh, 15 minutes today and half an hour tomorrow and built it up, I might be okay. But the point is to do the routine every day, she said, for the first, like break it up into 20, 20, and 20. So for the first 20 minutes, you get up, get your glass of water, go to the bathroom, exercise, you know, for the next 20 minutes, you, um, educate yourself, right. By listening to a podcast or, you know, reading something and, and, you know, she said, not the Bible, which I guess it's your choice, but by reading something that's informative, right. Something that will teach you something and then going on to journaling. Now here's the thing with journaling, which is why that's the morning, the miracle morning routine. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm familiar. Okay, oh, well, then she just stole it and gave it to me for the no, money. No, she didn't steal it. It's there. It, it works apparently for yeah. some people, not for others. Not yeah. We no. don't know why. Um, but the journaling part of it is huge, which is why uh, your letters to money was genius, right? Because they say you know you retain information. It's like some a very small percentage when you hear it you know, a little bit more when you, I forgot, do something else. And then when you write it, it's like, it shoots it up to 70 to 90%, right? Mm. For whatever reason, it's maybe because it's all the kinesthetic attributes that you're taking in this information with. So right. that was, it was wake up, exercise, um, do something educational, um, then journal. And then uh, what was the last one? Oh, maybe it was like meditate, then whatever. Yes. She had it in a way that I, I yeah. that was the other thing is like, I kind of didn't like the setup of it. So I'm like, well, yeah. why don't you just change it, Natalie? Exactly. Um, but instead I, I failed and I stopped doing it mm. and I haven't got back to it. And, and let me tell you, my sleep is off. Like everything is off. And you know, there was a, um, a point when I had the essential embrace group going Yes. where I was getting up at seven o'clock every morning and I was going live nobody joined me but once but still I did it and I was dedicated to it and I got up every day at seven I might have only done a 15 minute 13 minute 17 minute little dance YouTube thing that I liked but let me tell you I didn't even change my diet and I was like down almost two sizes I felt great I had energy I was sleeping better so the point here is guys one small little thing. Okay. So I don't need to do that whole morning, morning routine that I just told you about to feel better, to think better and to do better. I just needed that one little, okay, you're getting up by seven and you're doing something. So I would call it at first, I called it like wake and walk and wake and this and wake and that. And then I just called it wake and whatever. Cause I'm like, what the hell does it matter? As long as I'm doing something, if it's beautiful out, I'm going to go walk down to the little private beach at the end of my road because I love nature. But if it's crappy out like today, well, I'm not going to do that. So I have to have a backup plan. <clears throat> Am I going to go on my treadmill? Am I going to do one of these little dance videos? You know, whatever. So um, I highly encourage people to take into consideration your true, like who they are. Yeah. Who you are, how you function. Like, don't tell yourself a story that's a bunch of bull. And then say, oh, yes, I'm going to do this because you're not going to stick to it. Right. If it's if it's that miserable and uncomfortable and whatever, you're not. So do you have a morning routine, Sarah? Can you enlighten mm -hmm. me with a morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, tried everything from Miracle Morning to swapping it all around and just doing whatever I liked from that morning routine. And honestly, it works for like three weeks and I feel great, but then I don't know, something happens. <laughs> and exactly. I asked you because, well, I listened to your podcast and I knew a little bit about your take on it. <laughs> you <said> and... <laughs> no, no, it's not finished yet. <laughs> and yeah, I I've tried, I've started exercising and like for, over a month, maybe two months, same, about 15, 20 minutes. And then I would take a shower because I need to take a shower after, after I exercise. I would meditate or listen to um, a visualization and just chill and do that. And I would read something um, educational. Mm -hmm. And I felt very good at, until I started feeling very bad. and that stopped so then I started going for a walk after lunch because I can okay I love going for walks I love listening to podcasts so I would just leave because everybody would go to work and I would I would go for a walk and it was awesome I'd come home take a shower and be ready to start my afternoon until it wasn't okay anymore so I had to change it up so now I'm uh, not ex exercising. Me neither. I'm um, going for a walk like on Sundays with my husband because we need to walk. And um, I'm, I'm, I am 
not eating bread. And what else do I do? Oh, I do I do read every day before I go to bed. When I go to bed, I read for like half an hour. And I've started in the morning. The first thing I do after breakfast, I come to my desk and I plan my day. Okay. And even that sometimes is a struggle. I've been struggling. And mm. so my next question to you is, Natalie, as our expert, what can we do to keep these routines? How can we find our routine and stick to it? What's the, you know so, how they say that if you do something for 27 days or 20 well, that's days. bullshit. That's bullshit. Because I've done it for a week, three weeks, three months, six months, a year. Yes. Stop exercising a day. And then I'm like, oh, tomorrow. Oh, I'll go back Monday. And then I'm off the wagon and I'm like, oh, crap. How do I get back on? No, that's, I mean, for a lot of people, maybe that does work. I will definitely tell you. And again, I don't know if it's because I have ADHD or, you know, whatever. It it does not work for me. And it is so difficult to get restarted. And I'm like, oh my God, if I just would have continued working out from 20 on, I'd be buff. Like what's wrong with me? Um, So here's what I'm going to say to that. Think back of when, again, we were in that big cohort, right? excitement that, you know, even if you were tired, it was like, it was going to put that energy was going to pull you up and out and get you going. Right. Yes. Then we had our coaching group and it's funny because our friend Dawn, who is also an entrepreneur and doing what we're doing. And, you know, she's having her days of like, Oh, high productivity, no productivity, you know, whatever. Yes. And, you know, she's got some other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but she asked me the other day, she said, are you going to ever go back to doing those coaching groups that you're doing on Wednesdays? You know, and I was like, I would love to because I need it for myself, right? Um, I think a little more structured, like during that time, we were just kind of following the curriculum of what was going on in the other group. And then we sort of switched it and we did the wow, work it out Wednesdays where, you know, we were, but we were together and we were like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's work. Here's the thing. It's always about community and connection. And we're all virtual right now, right? But when I'm at home by myself, isolated, I'm not out working, right? So I'm, even if it's every hour, a couple hours, you pass somebody by or you go to the bathroom, like, hey, you know, you see somebody like you're home, like you're just home. You're in your space and you're like, well, I hate it for me. I'm like, I hate this space. I just want to get out. I want to go see somebody. I want to do something, right? But virtually, because that's kind of the way the world's going. Unfortunately, you know, I'm a very social person, but you know, we've gotten together in Lori's groups, right at at the 11 o'clock hour. And let me tell you that got me through the day. And it was just so nice to, you know, be with other people talk, and then have a little bit of fun and like, okay, back to work, you know, so I think what you have to do is you have to make sure you stay connected, right? To something, something, someone, it can be some people use the Pomodoro tomato timer thing to like every 15 minutes or 30 minutes, they set a timer to, to, okay, I have 30 minutes to go clean the kitchen and then I'm done. And I got to go to, especially if you work at home, right. Then I got to go to work. And then for the next 45 minutes, I'm going to work on marketing and then, you know, move on to something else. Ideally, this is what we should do again. Does Natalie do this when she's by herself? And there's nobody that she's accountable to? No. Um, So even though my groups were free, you know, all the inspiration and information and education that I got from everybody else was just as good as me giving them free information, one. And two, it um, it was motivating. It was inspiring. It was energetic you know, and it kept me going. And I've, I have thought about that. Like Dawn said, I'm like, yeah, I really think I need something. And clearly you do. And, you know, I know like all those people that we were talking to, like Lori and Gina and all of us who are doing our own thing. Yeah. We can, we can ride on, um, on that, you know, it's, it's like drinking a monster energy drink, right? You drink it. You're like, which I don't drink those, but you know, I nurse so many nurses I know that did. And it was like, you know, they're flying on that energy and everything. And then you crash, you crash and burn. And it's the same thing when you don't do things to help yourself stay in a routine and stay productive. Now, some people, 
<sighs> a lot of my friends, I want to choke them because it's so easy for them. They just, they literally get up and they're like, five o'clock, I put the coffee on and five 15, I'm, you know, in the bathroom and by six o'clock, I'm in the shower. And then I'm vacuuming by oh, that would drive me nuts. I'm not a routine person. And so again, I'm back to, you have to do what works for you. So if that stringent routine doesn't work for you, cause you're not going to stick to it. Well, you can write it out all day long. It doesn't make a damn difference because it's just going to sit there on the paper and you're still not going to adhere to it. Yeah. So, um, community connection, something that holds you accountable, whatever it is, it could be a timer for you. It could be a, a check-in by email or phone call or zoom with a friend, um, a group, right? There's all these groups out there now that help with all kinds of stuff. Um, so, you know, if it's business, you're in a business group, if it's, you know, um, something you want to learn about coaching or, you know, meditation groups, we were, uh, I don't know. Did you ever do Lori's breathing group? I did. It was life-changing for me. It, it is. And it's just even that sticking to it, you know, it's really hard, but yeah. so I hope I answered your question. But again, if you, if you can't do it on your own, which I want to say most people can't, right. Cause we, this, this is new, especially for people our age for us to be stuck somewhere in cyberspace and not be able to like, you know, do what we used to do and communicate and collaborate the way that we used to, but we can still do it. We just need to learn to adjust our ways and, yeah. um, and find what works for us in our, like, you know, I, I used to tell people when I was a behavior coach for the medical telehealth company, you have to learn how to acclimate yourself to your, your new you, right? I mean, these people have ailments and things that like cause everyday life to just be so difficult yeah. and they have to adjust. They don't have a choice. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I must say, however, that I'm so happy when I'm home. We are like eating leftovers because I don't want to go to the supermarket. <laughs> uh, but see, you have you have like interaction in your home. I do. We're five at yeah. the best of times. Yeah. The worst were like seven or something. So, yeah. And so if that works for you. <laughs> great because you know I, when I'm home too I'm like oh, I'm not getting dressed up to go out I'm in my jogging pants and my sweatshirt and oh, it's no. I don't have to go anywhere I have to to get dressed and put like tennis shoes that I wear at home only to every single day like in the morning preferably before I have breakfast mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that just tells me that if I need to go out to go out I'm ready Okay, if there's an emergency, if I really need to go to the supermarket, I can, I'm ready because otherwise, oh, oh no, oh, I, it's so bad. If I just stay in my pajamas and if something happens or I need to go somewhere, someone calls and, oh, I just drag my feet. It's horrible. I'm such a, I'm horrible. No, but it's not just you. It's, it's like I said, so, it's, it's, so it's the I way of the world. My, my girlfriend is right down the road. She's a real estate agent. And, you know, I, we both, we're both like, oh, like, you know, like sometimes yeah. it's like great day. And the next time it's not a great day. We're not productive at all. And we've talked about it a bunch of times. She's like, just come to my house. She's like, you can work in that room downstairs. She's like, downstairs, upstairs. Like in, and I said, that kind of makes sense because yeah. it's like, you're in the same office space, right? Yeah. You're in the same office building. Exactly. I'm going to make you lunch. You know, and then you have yeah. lunch together and, you know, you're not by yourself. So again, it's whatever works for you, but do, why don't we challenge our listeners to change one thing that you do in the morning that will help your day to be better, more productive, whatever it is you're, you're striving for. Right. Yeah. So like you said, to get up and get dressed, two of my girlfriends who are stay at home moms, they didn't work. They didn't anything. These girls would get up every day and they take a shower. They blow dry their hair, put on their makeup, get all decked out and dressed. And I'm like, I go to their house to visit. And I'm like, hell no. I'm cooking in my job pants and my pajamas. And my, if I just took a shower and we're going to sit here and drink and eat, guess what? I'm going to be comfortable. And they would always just look at me like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it does. It, 
it does change your mind and your mood, right? Yes. Because if you, like they say, oh, if you dress up and you look nice, you feel better, you know? So if you get up and you make it a point to know you have to be dressed by nine o'clock, I don't give a sh- If you're not going anywhere, put your, put your clothes on, you know? Cause it, it will, yeah. it will, it'll change how you feel. You don't feel yeah. so relaxed. You don't yeah. feel so, you know? Um, so yeah, I challenge everyone who's listening to think about your morning routine and maybe you go to work every day, right? But, but when I was going to work, I remember I was a mental health worker at the hospital during COVID and it was, you know, sometimes it's grueling because I was in the psychiatric behavioral unit. Right. Um, and, and people were getting dumped off left, right, and sideways by the firemen and the police and just, just all this stuff. So it got to the point where I was like, Oh God, I do even want to go to work today. And so I started to, I take a shower and I would do like a 10 or 15 minute meditation. I would just throw it on, put my headphones in and force myself to like lay back on my bed and just listen to it to clear that, you know, and put myself in a good space so that when I went to work, I was in a better mood. You know what I mean? I was better equipped to handle the stress and everything that was going to come with the day. And that little thing, like I said, exercising 10, 15, not even 20 minutes in the morning, meditating, doing, you know, reading, whatever it is you, you, you want to do doing that one thing can make such a significant difference and, and you won't know till you try it, but trust me, it's true. So we can definitely say that. (laughs) Sorry. So we can definitely say that it's not a one size fits all, right? Oh, absolutely not. No. And that's, and I think that's the problem is like, even with this behavior coach that I got, um, I I had a different one and I paid like a lot less and I was like, eh, some things are helpful, but I've already done all that. And like, it was just like this cookie cutter that she gave me that, you know, it's like, oh, week one, week two, week, whatever. And so I was disappointed and upset about it. And then I paid for this other one and found out it's the same darn thing, um, on a different level. and that's just not going to help me. So I'm like, I just wasted this money. I'm like, because she's just feeding me this, do this, do this, do that. And then, okay, did you do that? Okay, great. Next. And I'm like, did I not tell you on the call that I need someone who's going to hold me accountable? Yeah. Kick me in my pants and, you know, get me to where I'm going. Like, I know I'm capable. I just need that accountability, the push and the the consistency. That's my issue. And by you giving me an assignment to go do it, that's just like, that's so not going to work. And if I knew that's what it was, I wouldn't have paid for it, but whatever it is, what it is. You you live and you learn. Exactly. So that's another point is know what works for you. And if you don't know, pay attention and realize what doesn't work for you. Okay, good. That's, that's gold. Now, if a woman, because my audience is mainly women, I think it's only women and it's we're like the underdog because it's always everything is always on us that's how I feel so if a woman has five minutes to take care of herself during the day what do you think is the one thing that would be most helpful mental health so again this is probably not going to be the answer that you're looking for but this is the reason why I'm going to say it. It's not one size fits all. It's not cookie cutter because for me, it might be going to meditate for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, they don't meditate. I didn't used to meditate, you know, and, and I don't even really consider it meditating. I'm just like, it's relaxing. Like, I'm just going to relax. I'm not like the woo woo, you know, sitting like I usually lay down, you know, I'm not sitting in that position and doing all those things. Right. Um, so to answer your question, I'll say this, we are very, very, very sensory people, right? And again, we're going to go back to NLP. What you see and feel and experience is what you absorb and what you think becomes what you feel becomes what you do. So I'll give you an example of something that I do sometimes when it's a nice day out and I look and I go, oh, the sun is out. I let the dogs out. I'm miserable. And then I realize, oh, the birds are chirping. I love the sound of spring (laughs) and it changes my mood, right? Yes. 
depending if it's winter or this or that, whatever. If it's if it's like spring or something, I will literally take my beach chair and sit on my front stoop <laughs> and just sit in the sun and have my coffee. And you know, I'm in my pajamas and you know, my neighbors are like, what the hell is she doing? Guess what? I'm getting my vitamin D and nature. You know, it's like the birds and the sun and the what even if I do it for five minutes, it changes my entire mood. Right. Sometimes it's too cold. It's winter. So I'll just open the the door and let the screen door be there and just sit there in the sun because you can feel it through the glass. It still feels good. It's not super cold. Right. So that's one example of something that you can do. Other people, as crazy as it may sound, they love like cleaning or doing dishes or whatever. When you clean your environment, right, when you clean up the clutter in your space or whatever, that's going to help you feel better. So if that's it, then in, for five minutes, you know, this, the only time I'd say I would probably do this is like, if I'm, no, I'm going to sit down and, and I really need to get some work done. <clears throat> and I'm looking around right now at my desk and I'm like, there's some jewelry over there. And there's some medication from my operation over here. <sighs> and there's some hair ties over there. And I might take that five minutes and clear my desk off and clean it up because I know that all of that's going to distract me. So if I clean it up, I take that five minutes, I'm going to be a whole lot more productive, right? That's another tip. Um, what, what is something else I can think of? Uh, back to the cleaning thing, right? So we're very sensory and they, you know, a lot of people have dishwashers nowadays. My son always does his dishes by hand. And I'm like, I've, I've said for years, I'm like, yeah, exactly that. What is wrong with you? Why the heck would you want it? Here's the thing. It's a sensory thing. He was a super sensitive sensory kid. So it makes sense now. And if you think about it, it's like when you take a shower, if you just stop and breathe in the shower, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're on this call, this uh, class with Lori, but she was, she was talking about being in the shower and she was like, you know, relax when you're in the shower and let the water run down you. And when I'm in the shower, I think of all of you and you're all in the shower with me. We're like, what? But she was talking about like your thoughts, like, okay, I'm getting ready for my class. It's coming up at 11. So who's going to be on today? And, you know, and just, just being in a joyful place. And that was a whole yeah episode that I kind of went off on, you know me, but that warm sensation, like for some people, it's like, oh, there's not many dishes in the sink. Why run the dishwasher? Try and go wash your dishes by hand. And then you'll notice too, most of the time, there's a window in front of you, right? Almost mm -hmm. all people have like a window yeah. for the most part. Um, so I remember being in Connecticut and being in a bad relationship and in a bad way, in a bad place. And we didn't have a dishwasher. And so he, again, I love these conversations because you get these aha moments of like, oh yeah, I remember that or wow. And I would do the dishes by hand and I would literally like just stare out the window because we had like this, this beautiful like field yeah. of just grass and there might be animals out there or whatever. And I was so miserable in my mind because of everything that was going on in my relationship and my house that that was actually comforting and peaceful. And trust me, I do not find comfort or peace in cleaning. <laughs> but just like I said, so so sensory stuff. Yeah. Whether it's light a candle, right? So it smells better. You know, think of things you can do in five minutes that will make you feel better. Maybe it's putting on lotion or putting on make a little bit of makeup, right? Yeah. Especially if you're doing zooms or something, and you know, or whatever. You're gonna be looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Out of that, do you have anything that you can think of that you would do that might make you change your mood or your mind or feel better in five minutes? Um, it's not take a shower because I am so quick. I it stresses me out if I stay there alone. Like the the um, <laughs> the not the shampoo, the the one you the conditioner it takes so long I just you know I could be doing something else when I'm in the shower mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's not it and it's not meditating because oh my gosh this never ends <laughs> my thoughts are going all over the place you can't do long ones you have to you have to work your way up but yeah I can't do yeah long. it's so you know stressing and funny enough are you familiar with the fly lady the what the fly lady I don't think so. No? Okay. So I I have a tendency to be depressed 
for depression. I'm a very positive person, mm-hmm. but I I can get depressed really really quickly with the most stupid things, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm right there with you. <laughs> a, a long time ago, many years ago, my kids were little, and I was so depressed. I mean, getting out of bed was so awful. It was, oh my gosh. Um, I had panic panic attacks in the mall with my husband there. He would take me to the hospital. I couldn't breathe. It was horrible. And I found the fly lady. So the fly lady is this woman (laughs) that um, I think she also was depressed when she came up with this. And that's why I get dressed every single day and put my shoes on because she says, just try to get out of bed and take a shower. You know, mm-hmm. if that's too much, just get right back into bed. But just do that. When you do that, then just get dressed and put your shoes on. Okay. So you get dressed. And if you don't feel like doing anything else, well, you don't. It's fine. But then if you feel like you, a couple, a couple of days later or something, if you feel that you are, you are capable of doing that, just shine your sink. Okay, so just really don't clean the house, don't clean anything, but shine the, 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 the sink, okay? Just put it like spotless. And you cannot imagine because even... It's like your life is chaos. Everything is chaos. You have, but that little space, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. And you've done it. You did that. And I, I they motivate you to do the next thing, right? Exactly. So like they, then, say, they say, if you don't want to eat, you know, in between meals or junk or whatever, like go brush your teeth, right? Exactly. It's little triggers like that. Well, but, so, but it's things that trick your mind. So if you put your shoes on, right, it's like, it's like a dog. When you put your shoes on, you're going out the door. They like my dogs know. And they're like, Whoa, whoa, where are we going? Where are we going? Exactly. When you put your shoes on, whether you realize it or not, your brain is like, Oh, we're going walking or, Oh, yeah. We're ready. We're ready for the day. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, if you don't have shoes on, how much easier is it to hop back in bed? I mean, it's only shoes. You can kick them off. Yeah. But like, Oh, I'm not going to go back to bed. I got my shoes on. Yeah exactly yeah, it's, it's the stupid little things but yeah. so the fly lady that's what she's called yes and it's her. like it, the woman the woman is is like 50 or about 60 i don't know now but and like you look at her and she is no marketing whatsoever i mean it's it's like the i mean it could be a lot better let's just say that and but and then there's if you are into organizing or cleaning and everything she has this whole routine in that you only do it for five minutes a day and that's the time you have so you do what you can with that time that's all and then you don't think about it anymore you know to motivate people to stay organized I suppose I like that five minute motivation and it's it's important because like I said I have always had issues with like if I'm doing 10,000 things I'm good I'm on fire I'm going I'm in chaos I thrive in chaos and now that I'm older and my kids are older like you know I'm not working I'm just like I don't have that chaos I don't know what the hell to do with myself half the time I'm just like instead like I'm like sitting here going how did I like now I know why everybody said how did you do it how did you do it because now I'm sitting here going I can't get out of my own freaking way like every day and I started to listen to people and like kind of kick myself going okay so you know you're all or nothing but your yard's a mess so my girlfriend, I just said this one of my podcast. My girlfriend pulled up and my my shed Annie M'd again, right? It flipped over like it was in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. All my junk underneath it was like just everywhere, all over the yard. It's the first thing you can see when you pulled up. And um, I was like, oh man. And she pulled up one day and she's meticulous, right? So she goes, Well, it's kind of looking a little Sanford and Sun around here. Which for anybody who doesn't know, Sanford and Son was a guy who like owned a junkyard. And I was like, I wasn't mad at her, but like I realized a long time ago that something that motivates me, as odd as it is, is when you piss me off. 
when you say something to me that like, not even like you pissed me off, like, sorry, you're a jerk and I'm going to go do this now. But it's like, you said something that triggered something in me that made me upset with myself for not getting my butt out there and cleaning the yard. So the next day, a couple of days later, it was beautiful out. And I spent the entire day out there cleaning up the yard. But then when I was done, I had like a pile of a ton of cardboard, right? And like all this stuff. And everybody kept saying to me, which they always do, just take a little bit at a time and put it in. And I'm like, nah, I just wanted, I want a dumpster. I want to put it all in there now, right? Because that's just how I am. I said, when it's done and gone. But I did. And I forced myself. And I even told my son, I'm like, when you put the garbage out, like, grab some of that and put it in there. And like the pilot was literally not even a couple of weeks later, like almost gone. There's only a few pieces left. And I'm like, why don't I just do this all the time? Because my brain just doesn't work like that. Yeah. But, <clears throat> and it's funny that, well, I work from home now as well. So one of my kids had one of has one of those Amazon fit watches, you know, and he got uh, an Apple one for Christmas. So he handed me down the other one. And the thing keeps telling me You're, you've been sitting for too long. So I just feel like I... <laughs> just throw it against the wall but anyhow I when it says that now I just get up I put a laundry going or I take the the dishes out of the dishwasher and I come back I drink water I come back and I continue to do my work but the problem is that I walk to the kitchen, I start taking the dishes off. Then I remember that I didn't get anything for dinner. So I'm going to go get that. And then I see it's sun and I have to go and put some laundry out. And then I scroll on my phone. I diagnosed ADHD. That's, I'm that, not. that's the problem. That's the problem. You And, and it's so hard. I, like, I seriously want to want to figure out and come up with a program for us people because it is like other people who don't have it, just, they just don't get it. They're just like, eh, why do you do that? Why don't you just, it's like, dude, get in my head, get in my head. And you tell me that, you, listen, this is not what I want to do. This is not how I want to live. Like it's yeah. a struggle every day. It's yeah. such a struggle, yeah. but you have to like, yeah, like, Oh, don't look that way. Just keep going. You were coming in here for one thing. Get yeah. out, go back to what you were doing because you, yeah. you won't, you won't get it done. You'll no. just, you'll, you'll go to the next thing and the next thing and the yeah. next thing. Um, so now I, I just gave up on the watch so that I stay seated all afternoon working and doing stuff. And yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's too much. If I get up to go do something, mm-hmm. I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot go through my living room. If the pillow is not five centimeters after the drink, I have to go and put it there. And then I said, yeah. oh, there's some dust there. How did I miss that? So I go do that. And then I think, well, since I'm dusting, let's put the, the Roomba thing moving. And then he's taking care of the vacuuming. So I'll go and put all the, put all the, the cans up, all the, the pots and things, put them up so that he can go everywhere. Well, and and so what I'll say to that too, is part of that is our procrastination, right? If you know you got this like grueling thing that you're trying to do for your marketing, you've been trying to do it for two weeks and you, you know, it's like you're getting yeah. stuck on something yeah. and you're like, you know, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep working through it. And then you're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Let me go to the bathroom and get myself a glass of water. And whether we realize it or not, like I said, you know, the, the ADHD mind is like a primitive mind. So it just, it notices everything that nobody else notices, but it doesn't notice anything that everyone else notices. If, exactly. If you know and, but, but the other part of it is because our brains know we don't want to do it, they're going to find something to distract us and to pull us away from that task. So like for people who are listening to this, you, they may feel like you're just rambling and ranting and you're not really telling us anything. And this is why I say, no, 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 listen, listen to our words, listen to what we're saying, because there are so many golden nuggets in all of this. Go back and listen to it again. Okay. Because it may not make sense to you that you're like, oh, you said this and you said this and you said that and you said this. Yes, because I'm not you and you're not me. And you have to, just like anything else, you have to try things, right? Like, you know, was it uh, KFC? The guy tried all his life for this recipe and to get people to buy it and nobody wanted to hear it. And then, you know, like what, he dies and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this is the best chicken ever. You know, um, you got to find the tried and true recipe that, yeah. that is, is your authentic recipe that works for you. 
And all these things that we're talking about are super, super, super important because the more you understand yourself, what motivates you, what distracts you, what, you know, disturbs you, whatever, you're not going to change or fix anything until you understand first what needs to be fixed. Right. So back to your finances, right? My God, what is my issue with finances? Why am I not making money or why do I not save money? Why do I overspend all the time? There's a reason. There's probably so many reasons. And if you just sit, order the book, Letters to Money, and do the diary. And when, yes, I, first it, do that. <laughs> when I first got it, I opened it up and it's like this little blurb. And then there's like this quote. And then there's like all these blank pages. And I'm like, Sarah, what is this? I realize what it is because it's like, okay, today I think about money like this. And I, this is how I answer this question. But next week, depending, maybe I have more abundance or maybe I have more scarcity or maybe I'm just in a different mindset. Yep. I have a different thought about that same, same question. Exactly. And that's called evolution. So, you know, again, listen to this and go back and listen to it. And if this is something that you struggle with, which daily routine, um, you know, wanting to get out of your own way with the behavior stuff, be willing to take an inventory of your issues of what's causing them and then find solutions like be solution driven in your thinking, right? It's like, That's a positive mindset. I I hate to say this, but it's like coaching and therapy, right? Like therapy, it's like a lot of like digging and looking back and, you know, fixing and stuff like that, where coaching is like, no, we're going to like look forward and move forward. And yeah, yeah. Okay. I I know this tripped me up before and this and that, whatever. So I'm just going to stomp on that and I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to work my way that way. And I'm going to fix my focus forward. Right. So this is the same thing as when I say solution driven, like let your mind be solution driven. Yes. Go back and realize some things, but don't stay stuck there. You know, give yourself grace. Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm doing something about it. So, yeah. hey, that's a good thing. What am I doing about it today? Yeah, exactly. that didn't work. <laughs> oh, that I really like that, you know, yeah. and then just do those little things. And, and over time, it'll build up, you know, brick by brick to what it is yeah. that you're trying to do. But you also have to have goals, right? Yes. Which is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure to to ask you to come back for that one as well (laughs) oh my gosh thank you so much natalie this was awesome but i cannot let you go without asking you one last question sure okay so how is your money mindset these days good question um i have to say and this might not make sense to a lot of people but I'm really not thinking about it. Now, here's the thing. When you're broke and you don't have a job, you have, I have no income. I cannot collect unemployment. I do not have a job. I don't have income. I don't know how the heck I'm paying for things, like whatever. So I should be stressed, right? I should be thinking about that day and night. Like, oh my God, oh my God. God." So I did an episode on this and it was, I did a couple. One was like stew, stew, but don't brew. Like don't stay stuck. And the other one was, um, don't become so fixated and focus on whatever it is. Cause you just, you're going to, yeah. you're going to away. block everything. So don't do that. If yeah. you're listening and if you're broke, don't, yeah. don't root over it. No. But with that being said, I'm in a better mindset with my money because I'm not worried about it. And right. And we, you know, we, we listen to all these gurus who talk about, you know, the universe and abundance and all this other stuff. Right. And when, hey. when I'm focused on being broke, when I'm stressed about not being able to pay my bills, when I'm doing all those things, I'm just bringing all that negative energy. I'm exactly. blocking anything good from coming in and it's, is it serving any purpose? No, nope. no. Because now not only am I financially broke, I'm mentally broke, I'm, you know, whatever. So um, to be honest with you, I really think I am in a better place in my mind financially. Yes, that's what life. we're talking about. But I, I just feel this contentment that I'm not stressed. It's all going to be okay. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. 
And when it does, I, I'm trying to prepare myself in the in the meantime because it is coming of how when I get it, because here's the other thing. Like they say, you know, people who win the lottery, right? They're broken in a year or whatever. Or um, some, I heard this somewhere else too, that people who don't think they deserve money, they try to get rid of it as quick as possible. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I just thought back of all the things and the times that I spent 10, 20, you know, eight. Th- as soon as I got the money, I was like, what am I spending this on? I'm going to take my kids on vacation or I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Instead of stopping and thinking like, wait a minute, that's going to be gone. And then what? You're back to square one, stupid. Stop and think about how you can invest it to make more money. Right. And so kind of where I'm at right now is like that. I'm like, oh, well, if I had money, then, you know, I could pay for this and that. But then maybe I can get an income property or maybe I can, you know, do this or do that. But I'm also thinking, um, streams of income, how to make more money, right? With the little money that you have, because all these rich people, they don't have one stream of income. They have a bunch of different ones, you know? Um, and, I, and I'm also preparing myself for the abundance of money, like saying like, oh, when I get this money, like, yes, I deserve that. I want to get an RV so I can travel and see my son. And, you know, so I'm looking at RVs and I'm, you know, it's like a doing a uh, dream board or whatever, right? But I, so I just go on and I do these things and I look at what I want instead of looking where I am yeah. and going, oh, I have no money to fix this house and I have no this and I'm stuck and I'm stuck. No, nope, nope, I'm done with that. So it may not sound like a money mindset, but it is because it's an abundance you know, mindset, which yeah. you need money to buy anything and to go anywhere and to do anything. So I am in a decent place. The money's not rolling in yet, but when it does, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I am going to hop on a plane and go see my financial advisor in France. Yes. And the goal is for our birthdays. See, we set a goal. Yes, exactly. The goal is for our birthdays next year. Next year. And and that's it. It it gives you motivation, purpose, you know, a little bit of you can dream and say, you know, where can I be? Instead of look where I am, you know. Yeah. It serves no purpose to just keep yourself stuck in this moment or in the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't get informed about what happened and use it mm-hmm. to a better future, but don't stay there. It's not, it won't serve you. No. And I've been working on that a lot. I've been working on little different things, like I said, to like, That's oh, what good. do I want to buy when I have money? What yeah. is it going to look like? You know, what is yeah. it going to feel like? What is yeah. it going to feel like when I have money? Oh. A breath of fresh air, the, the load off my chest, you know, whatever. Um, but to be honest, and I know I keep saying it and I'm, and I'm kind of being a little facetious about it, but, you know, taking that letters to money book and putting the things in there and just even getting it out of your head. Yeah. And then, like I said, getting it on the paper and now you see it. It's, it's, yeah. it's affecting different parts of your brain. And that's what you guys have to realize. You know, when you listen to music, it's one part of your brain. When you're writing something, it's another part of your brain. When you're feeling something like warm water on your hands, you know, these are all different parts of your brain that are affected. And again, what we think is what we feel is what we do. So that that is my advice is if you want to change anything, you got to kind of figure it out and um, change your behavior. But you got to know what the behavior is to change it. Thank you so much, Natalie. I think that was brilliant for us to end. And I'll be putting all your links where people can find you, where they can talk to you. And um, I'll put all that in the show notes. And thank you so much again for being here. You're my hero. This episode was sponsored by my book, Money Mindset Journal, a journal created to help you identify and let go of all those money blocks you didn't even know you had. We sometimes wonder why other people seem to attract money and we never do. So this journal is a good way to start opening the path to an abundant life. The Money Mindset Journal is available on Amazon, dots, anywhere you are in the world. I want to thank you for choosing to spend this time with me. I hope you found this episode inspiring and that you'll be back. I'm here to help you get over those thoughts that keep telling you it's too late to change your life or create the life you want. 
I'm here to tell you it's possible and I'm here to help you do just that. Let's stay connected. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Money, Wine and Cheese or my website thesaraferradez.com or moneywineandcheese.com. You can also book a 30-minute discovery call with me to see how we could work together. You'll find all the links on the show notes. It would mean the world to me if you would take the time to subscribe to the podcast so the other amazing people could find us. I need to mention that I'm not a financial advisor. I share only my experiences and ideas on this podcast and it's not to be taken as advice. I believe personal and life experiences are valuable and can help you see things in your own life from a different perspective. I'll be back next week. Until then, bye!